good morning or good afternoon, depending on where you're listening from. Today is January 6, 2023, and it is about 10 a.m. when we started this recording. My name is Ben, otherwise known as Bisman is in the Fabric Discord or on social media, and I'm here with Thomas, the founder of Fabric. What time is it over there right now? For me? Yeah. Uh, 4 p.m. 4 p.m., okay. Give us a visual of what is in your what is in front of you right now so the listeners can kind of imagine what you're speaking in front of. Okay, so I, I basically printed out the sheet with the questions and stuff and okay. written down a few notes on a, on a, on a paper too. I think it's, it's for, for me, it's not too easy to, to speak super freely about things. So, so I always take notes, rough notes about certain topics. There's three sheets of paper in front of my PC. <laughs> <laughs> and, and a couple of notes, yeah. Uh, I I wanted to do this for for quite a while. I would say. Uh-huh. I think those those spaces I did in the beginning with with Takao. I think that was his name. Basically, the the, the guy from from Few. That yep. was pretty funny. Um, but but yeah, I'm I'm very down for it, and I'm yeah, I'm, I'm very excited how how it's gonna turn out. Yeah, it's been about a year now. Right. Um, a little over a year, actually, since I remember seeing the Discord open up and almost a year since the the few founder, I don't know how to pronounce his name. I thought it was Takoa, maybe it's Takao, uh, him. Yeah, and then, like, yeah. yeah. And you were also on Rug Radio as well, right? Yeah, I was on Rug Radio. Uh-huh, uh, I remember that. Yeah, that was um, mid this year. I was sitting in a car. It was pretty, pretty, pretty hot in the car. <laughs> I was really, I was really struggling since my my um, the air conditioner and the car didn't work. So, <laughs> so yeah, I was sweating a lot. Is is air conditioning something that is common in uh, where you're at, like in cars? Because I remember when we were in, uh, I took my daughter to Ireland, and none of the cars that we rented had air conditioning. It just so happened to be like the yeah. hottest summer ever. Yeah, so, yeah. So, so for example. Um, you know, I'm 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 often in Germany, or basically I was in Germany. We got really hot summers, and the economy in in Germany is like pressure buildings, so people sweat their ass off pretty much <laughs> day and night. It's it's insane. Same goes for France, France, Paris, in in summer, everything stinks. It's it's very insane. Yeah, <laughs> sounds lovely. So don't yeah. visit, don't visit in the summer is what you're saying unless yeah. you have. Okay, got it. I, I don't prefer it. So are you in? You're six hours ahead of. I'm in Atlanta. You are. You're in Germany right now. Uh, Paris, Paris. I'm in Paris. You're in Paris right now. Okay, awesome. And yeah. is that where your base is right now, or is just you're on vacation, or what does that look like? No. So basically, my my girlfriend studies in Paris. So so I moved with her. Uh-huh. I was based. Uh, a lot of times in Vienna last year. Okay. Since Vienna is, is a lovely city, I got them uh, a studio there basically where a few friends work. So we got like a working place where we can collaborate on. So okay. that's in Vienna. Um, but since this month, um, I'm in Paris basically. Okay. Um, You're saying so, Vienna, Austria, right? Yeah, Vienna, Austria. Okay. It's, it's yeah, a this... very wonderful city. Um, I'm, I'm very, I'm, I'm, I'm very, glad that it's like this time of the year here in paris since it's uh-huh. very cold it's very chill and not stinky. Chill too. 
yeah not stinky <laughs> but uh but yeah it's it's a very nice city it, it gives a good influence on on myself i would say uh -huh. i think uh -huh. uh, that the surroundings you're you're at is very important when you're like a very creative mind and with all these sort of with the culture with the every building here looks like like wonderful the people are wonderful dressed uh the, the vibe is there it it's definitely helps your mind and your creative thoughts for sure great awesome yeah I, that was a question that i didn't send to you earlier what is your ideal creative environment i know my uh, the founder of my organization he has a very specific set of things that need to be in place for him to be able to write and he's written mm -hmm. tons of books um okay. and if it doesn't happen then it, he just kind of it throws them for loops. So, what is your? That's the question. What is your ideal creative space? Okay, that's a good question. I think for the weather part, since weather plays a huge role for me, sometimes I got this migraine when there's like when the weather changes too quickly from summer to to cold, like to to from warm to cold. I get like migraine and stuff. Mm -hmm. But for me personally, I get most creative influence when it's like very um foggy i would say so close to winter time that's in general winter is my favorite season but the, the weather should be foggy or at least uh not the sun out i would say then okay for my equipment i always need my macbook that's mm -hmm. for sure i'm working with the trackpad too to design that's like something where we're designers cut the line since they always they always say you can't work with the trackpad but for me it works and then what's very key i think is a glass of water and and a coffee i think those two things are very important for me coffee itself too i'm very addictive to to, to coffee <laughs> i would say but who's i not, think though? Though, yeah who's not yeah um but i'm i'm a pure coffee guy so no milk just black and uh -huh. then, yeah it's the best way i usually do a black coffee in the morning and maybe um like a sugary coffee in the afternoon just you know just something yeah. small there's a starbucks really close to us so i yeah, I'm, i frequent it maybe too yeah. much <laughs> the, the best thing about paris is we got the starbucks here too in vienna uh -huh. there's one too but in germany there's none wherever i live there wasn't one so yeah Starbucks is is very nice. I I didn't experience it so heavily like you do in the U.S. Like for oh gosh, example, it's everywhere here. Like, yeah, it's 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 wonderful. And they got like this, like the, like the like the stuff they sell. It's like a what pure vanilla cream. I don't know. Oof. You add this. You add that. You add this. You add that, that. You know, it's it's not a coffee anymore. But yeah. it's it's very it's very funny. Yeah. I got to, I, I had a chance to go to um, Seattle almost, I for a while I was going every year. And uh, one of the years, um, one of my friends who lives in Seattle works at the headquarters there and he gave us like a small little tour. So I had a greater appreciation for um, how Starbucks, you know, how their plans and their roasteries and all that stuff works. So um, yeah, it's, it's wonderful. It's, it's a really good, really good company. Let's let's get into these questions that I sent you. Um, I think, again, a, a lot has happened in the past year. 
and there's a lot of new community members, a lot of uh, community members who have been around for a while. Um, and when I'm saying community, this we're specifically talking about the community that is tied to the brand that you founded and created called Fabric. I, I definitely don't want to spend all of the time talking about all of this because I know you have a desire to uh, get more in depth with the creative process and specific design elements and stuff that you're very passionate about. So, so the first question, I think it was about six months ago, maybe around the same time where the committee was formed, which thank you so much. But about six months ago, you changed your name from uh, your, your alias, your online alias, Asa, to Thomas. Is, is, that, is it fair enough to assume that Thomas is your real name, or is that another alias that you'd like to go by? No, that's, that's really my real name. Um, awesome. You know, the, the, the mind behind it, or basically why I did it, is I think, don't get me wrong, but Fabric, or basically what we started, was just a small thought, or not a big... We, we, we didn't basically believe to grow it so big, and mm-hmm. so successful that the more it grew the more you as a founder had different opinions and different sort of future goals so for example house wasn't for me something i wanted to do full-time it was like from the beginning a very fun project and i still worked at my main agency or the agency i was hired at for three months um, with house uh, as part-time. I woke up at like, I don't know, 7 a.m. and worked in the studio till 6 p.m. and then worked for house. So from the beginning, we didn't want it to be a super big thing. But when we faced the truth, and truth is always what's what's really good to, to, to vision at, but when we faced, okay, we as a team really need to do this full time since we're having this opportunity. Um, I thought, okay, so I got to do a few steps to support this. So what I did with it was my name change from Asa to, to Thomas. And this will also evolve in a future docs, I would say for myself, huh? since I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of uh, having a face with a name and the brand should also go with a face. As much as crypto is, is always hidden, the projects really need a face to attach to or at least like a like a founder who's really down to earth to dox himself. And that's what I'm basically doing with it. That was the first step towards it. And, Great. And yeah. Yeah, I think there's, I think the space is divided on whether or not somebody should be uh, quote unquote doxed. Um, but I'm also a fan. I believe in what I do. Personally, I believe in who I am and I'm pretty confident if people don't want to follow or lead, then, you know, they have the choice to, you know, they have that choice to, to reveal themselves or not. And I don't have anything against either opinion. I I will say my opinion personally is this is a great step moving forward, especially given the amount of success early on that Fabric has um, shown. So I think this is going along the, the right track. So props to you. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I, you know, as you said, some people are very minded differently about this mm-hmm. topic, and then that's very, very good about the space that there's like so many different opinions. But I'm a fan of people showing, okay, 
I'm here for the long run. You know, I I I show my my face, my my personal identity. I yeah. show who I am, and yeah, I, I think it's a great thing, for sure. Great. I would love to hear. You know, in this process that you have, that's gotten to where you are now. Yeah, I think it helps to understand where you where you came from. Where did you grow up? What was your family life like? We'll get into a little bit about how your story was impacted by news at a young age that that you were given uh, as it relates to being on the spectrum and stuff like that. So for sure. So so I grew up in a in a midtown city. So not too big, not too not too small. Um, in in mid Germany. So I grew up. German mainly, but also um, Russian, from the influence from my mother. And um, what from the beginning was was the case is that my mother and my my father then worked a lot of hours in a, in a normal job. I didn't grow up rich or poor. I would say normal German family lifestyle. Probably people in Germany know how it's like, but it's it's, it's a normal lifestyle. Then we moved at the age of five, and since then I was more disconnected towards my family, I would say. So I spent more time with my siblings and more time with my grandparents. And I think this really impacted me in, in, in a lot of ways. Since the early days, I was often on my own. I had... I wouldn't say I was the kid who was left behind, not at all. I was loved, I was given love, and for me, myself, I always wanted to do stuff alone, I would say. And that's maybe because of the autism. That's for sure because of the autism. But I feel better when I'm alone than when I'm with a lot of people. And that is also when I work, that is also when I do stuff really you know, that's my pure basis. Of course, it changed. I got a lot of friends. I got a lot of my, my girlfriend. From the beginning, I always wanted to stay alone. Another quick funny note, which I think really impacted me a lot, is that I was unable to hear for, I think, one to two years due to an infection in my ear. Ooh. So. What, I, what age was that? One to two. So basically when I grew up. Oh, um, okay, okay when I was a, a small little baby. But I think that um, impacted me a lot since I was, I couldn't listen, I couldn't talk. Mm -hmm. And somehow, I don't know how, but I think it impacted me in the later how I listen to stuff or look more to how people act and what they do with their fingers and stuff like that. But yeah, that was my childhood. My my mid teenage days were pretty pretty up and down. I would say I was feeling depression a lot. I was okay. uh, yeah was feeling not too good. I would say I discovered the the computer in, in the early days, so that gave me a lot of hope for sure. Since I've spent plenty of time with the computer, I've learned how to code. Simply code. Then I've I've discovered the the dark web for myself turned out pretty pretty interesting i would say not saying too much about that but I and that was, was at a that was in your teen years as well right yeah yeah that was my teen years i was stuck in a in a hole where i didn't want to be but you can escape it 
not too easy, I would say. Simply after that, I learned a lot of a lot of things. I learned how to code. I learned some some basic creative direction. Speaking of myself, I lied about a lot of things in my teenage days. So I like I often lied about my age. I often lied about my 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 name because I was so not I would say not familiar with who I am, but for myself I always wanted to be someone else. And for example, it's it's till now where I'm freely open saying, Okay, I'm this person, I this I'm I'm very proud I was involved in this project or I was involved in this project, this project, blah blah blah. And I think the the sentence fake it till you make it is a really common sense which involved a lot of things for me since I faked a lot of stuff when I was in the teenage days, but it got me where I am. For example, <laughs> I still know when I applied to uh, to a studio and they asked for my age and I said, I'm 18, but then in reality, I was 16. And they said, wow, you're, you're so talented for, for being 18. And <laughs> for me, it was like, yeah, okay, I'm, I'm 16, but it was pretty, pretty <laughs> funny. I, of course, didn't lie about anything too tragic. I would say there's there's a line between, okay, that's fine. That's for the from a personal growth, and that's just lying to other persons. So I never did that other harsh lying. I would say, mm-hmm. um, I think it um, impacted me a lot due to me really saying, and for example, this now with with attaching the, the doxing with me freely saying okay i'm this person um i don't care what other people say i've been here i've been there and now through all the ups and downs which i lived through i can finally be who i want to be mm-hmm. i think all of us growing up any adults will say there's probably a period in their life in their teen years maybe middle school years adolescent years whatever where there was maybe some embellishments or non-truths being told. And I think a lot of us don't grow out of that. (laughs) I know it took me a little bit longer to grow out of. Uh, In my 20s, I caught myself kind of just stretching truths a little bit and realizing, you know, this is not beneficial for anybody. It's like a short-term, very small gain. And in the long term, it just breaks trust with a lot of people. And I wanted to, the segue from that story to now, you know, early on in the year, there was a lot of hype on your connections. There was a lot of hype on who you brought in to um, talk about different things uh, like Ilya and teasing Donda and uh, and stuff like that. And, and then one of the other things meant, being mentioned that, has been your uh, state staple of like, hey, this is you kind of attached an identity around. You mentioned that uh, you were formerly working at Apple, and and then now your Twitter bio includes Klarna. Let's go back to Apple. Can you, what can you share from your experience there? A lot of people want to know exactly what you did, and in I gave you kind of like a template of, uh, you know, where were you working at the time? What department were you in? What role was it? If you want to share that, that'd be great. I think that would appease a lot of people who are asking about that. No, of course. Um, I was starting at Apple at 2018, I think it was, pretty early. 
for me, it was like a simple step. Since then, I was connected with a few people. I was looking for another journey for myself, another challenge, I would say. And I always looked up to to Apple, always was inspired by by many people who've worked at Apple, for example, Jonathan Ivey, for example, Steve Jobs, you know, some no names. And I was also super inspired by by the design guidelines Apple put out. So how they design stuff, how they use elements. So I was very, very, very influenced by it. And for myself, that was another challenge. So I applied at Apple as UI, UX designer, not in any position but just to for myself to explore and to see where the journey goes and was simply giving an invite to work as or to start in the ui ux department for the uh, design exploration of organic design at apple so this department was to explore in a more organic way for UI and is still ongoing, but not as active and was a very exploration part. And I quickly went from a UI UX designer there to the lead position there with a few other people. And my job was to help people or help talents, help the design team direct and sort of organic ways in the UI UX department. Sadly, Apple is very close to what you're allowed to share and what you're allowed to use for your personal reference and personal portfolio. So I couldn't share a lot about that. But in the past year, I've shared a lot of stuff on Twitter, which I which I did, a lot of things where I was involved. And and yeah, that was my my journey from Apple. Why I'm I'm using it not as active right now. Okay, I'm not saying you know I'm the guy from Apple. Is because I feel like last you know Web three is a very quickly situation. So from one week to another, a lot of events can happen, and it's a very quick, quick, quick environment. So if you don't keep up with it. You either lose or try, you know, you need to keep up with it. And from where I stayed I I worked at Apple. At that time, a lot of people came to the scene and flexed with the titles, with their experience. And since Mm -hmm. then, I think I'm more attached to the fact, you know, I'm the guy from Frevic, from House, who did that. Uh, the more being, you know, I'm a guy from Havel. But at the time where where I used it, it, it impacted a lot of people. And it showed, you know, this guy knows how to do stuff. And mm-hmm. I proved how, how I was affiliated and how did stuff with the growth of Fabric. But yeah. So you, you said that you were at Apple, like Silicon Valley Apple, or did you work remote? Uh, I worked remote. So okay. you got... There's different things. So you first had to, I was flown in for the interview. Okay. Uh, then I continued to work remote. Awesome. I lived right down the road growing up um, in Silicon Valley. And Apple and Google were just right there. And all my friends' parents 
all work there, and I'm just sitting here. My parents working for a nonprofit, <laughs> so we drove different cars. They'll just say that. <laughs> yeah. Um, sure. So UI UX more organic. Um, that is well beyond my pay grade in understanding, but I think a lot of your inspiration and in design and tweets and um, things that you post in Discord and a lot of stuff that you delete as well, which some people love and hate. It's obvious that there is there's some talent in in, in that design department, and uh, a lot of us kind of you know gravitate towards that. So I appreciate your your candor and in, in, in you answering that. Uh, what about Klarna? Is there stuff that you can share with that? I don't. I don't know if I'm too familiar with what Klarna does. Um, so Klarna is, is familiar a lot of a lot of times in in Europe. I would say. Oh, okay. You know, it's it's like a payment provider who's oh gotcha. Who's helping yeah. you. Yeah. So when you when you buy stuff online, you know there's like a button not pay with PayPal but play with Klarna, and they do a lot of online shopping stuff, e-commerce, uh, a lot of innovative. So if you want to read in, go check Klarna out. But that's a recent job I was working on. That mm-hmm. was last year. Okay. For a period of two months in a studio, we called Klarna with UI, UX, as you guessed it, um, gotcha. for their mobile app. So it's more uh, like a contract project, contracted yeah. project? Gotcha. Yeah, I feel like sometimes that's the best way to go because then you know you, you get in, you get you get out, you get your job done, and then go on to the next thing. You become more yeah. valuable. You have a lot more experience with other companies. So, for sure. And and I'm a guy who who often likes to to have quick topics, quick designs, quick runouts to to for myself. Just you know, it helps for me personally a mm-hmm. lot to to explore in different directions and to have my own influence of the project um but yeah is there anything else from this uh first part of any of that you oh actually i did have a question you said siblings um Mm -hmm. where this is just for my personal (laughs) my personal curiosity where do you fit in your siblings are you youngest are you oldest are you in the middle where do you fit yeah i'm i'm the youngest little 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 baby thomas yeah little baby thomas yeah (laughs) All right. Yeah. So, is there anything else that you want to share from, like, who is Thomas, where you come from, any of that? I think people will always or, or overestimate who I am, <laughs> how how the the myth, the Asa myth grew. Who is this guy? Is mm-hmm. this guy Jonathan Ivy? Is this guy Steve Jobs? The first thought was also like, people, I'm an AI, so I'm like a computer. <laughs> So that was pretty interesting. <laughs> pretty interesting. But but yeah, people should I just mean, know. I'm you you dude. had a yeah, you had a little bit in that too though. Let's let's be honest. You 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 kind of yeah. you kind of drove that a little bit, but you know, that's yeah. you had a little bit of fun with that. That's okay. Yeah, for sure. I had <clears throat> I got to agree. Uh, but, <laughs> but you know, people should just know I'm I'm a normal dude. Um I'm not too no, not too crazy. I'm, I'm, I'm really the normal dude you imagine to be. Like Who spends 17 hours on a design project, I imagine. That's how... That, I imagine yeah. you get fire-focused on something, you crank it out, and then you need to take a break for like a day or two. Is that pretty yeah. accurate? 
yeah, the, the, the break maybe isn't like a day or two since I, I always need to feed myself with, with work. I'm, mm. I'm, a, I'm a huge, that's an up and down, but I'm a huge um, nerd when it comes to, to design. I need to design something. I need to find inspiration or, or I don't know what to do with myself. So when you don't <laughs> find me in, in certain programs, designing stuff or in meetings, I'm, I'm often like sitting here browsing on arena or on Twitter for inspiration stuff, um, which also influences a lot of my, my work, of course. Yeah. And speaking of that, I take a lot of inspiration from a lot of sources. That's pretty much about it. So if I would uh, create a site, like, I don't know, which is called Thomas A mood board or something? Yeah, mood board, where I see what I add or be what I like, what I save to my images, uh, it would be pretty much updated each day and night, each minute. Yeah. But yeah. I think that'd be a fun, uh, a fun little thing. I know at one point you had to explain to people, hey, sometimes when I tweet stuff, it's just what I'm feeling. It's not a new project. It's not a new like. It's not a new piece on whatever roadmap. Like this is just my mood for the day. And people are like, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lot of people get disappointed sometimes since I I tweet something, I post a picture which looks like super inspiring, super super mm-hmm. low key, super good. Some people come in here and say, okay, that's uh that's a new collaboration with right Porsche BMW. So <laughs> people come in here with a lot of expectations, but for a reason. Yeah, and I think a lot of my tweets are oftentimes unrelated to any project, but just what I'm feeling. Yeah, I imagine it's pretty difficult to help manage expectations, and I think it can be tiresome for somebody who just wants to share creative processes and their creative plan or whatever I, I imagine it's pretty difficult to help manage it yeah. which i think i think is also something that the committee you know plays a part in trying to help manage those expectations too yeah for sure you know you guys help get the people to know what we're doing and how we're doing stuff and draw a line between okay this is project related and this is non-project related mm-hmm. so that's a, a lot of help in general the the committee was was a great idea and i'm very happy that you're on it but you know things aside i'm i'm very it's it's often it's 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 often a very stupid topic to talk about since i think people should take my tweets as a inspiration and b project related inspiration yeah, yeah. but to differ what's project related and what's just inspiration and what's basically what I'm feeling is very hard since of course people think in different ways. They they are maybe coming from a huge different standpoint than from a creative direction standpoint and you know that's okay. But sometimes it's 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 a little frustrating um when I'm just feeling something and then I gotta argue about uh people in the comments saying uh stop posting bullshit uh projects all right so from i don't know december to i don't i honestly don't remember when 
fabric was instated, the name fabric and the brand fabric was instated, I feel like it was pretty close to around the Miri launch um, or maybe right after. I can't remember exactly. But you kind of dove a little bit into house started as uh, house phases, house projects started as something kind of on the side, not really expecting it to be as big as it has become. Now that I think about it, it's kind of funny that, you know, we're talking about this and we just launched Cappies, which is kind of following the same suit, but we'll get to that later. So you got the name Fabric. What inspired yeah. that name? What inspired that direction in addition to what you have already shared? Yeah, so the, the name itself this is German, as, 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 as some may know. The German word uh, for, for factory. Uh-huh. Fabric is, is factory. And I was oftentimes inspired by the Bauhaus theme. Maybe you know it. It's it's Bauhaus. They did a lot of interior, a lot of designs, and it's it's like very remarkable. It's got its uh-huh. own taste, its own touch. It happened to be that one night I sat in front of PC and brainstormed names and I came to, to Fabric. That's pretty much about it. And the main inspiring factor was, I think, the Bauhaus factor. So having something German, something quality, um, a quick word in which, which goes in every sort of language, you can very easily... Um, talk about it in different languages so mm. so yeah and what was the what is your what is your vision for for that moving forward i think it's it's well beyond what we currently have but that's often the the thought when you found a project and when you found a startup you you always start off with simple bricks which were house murray neva and Happies if you count to it. Um, and growing fabric in the future will also include having something non ecosystem related. So, something helping companies, helping ventures. For example, we have now this topic where we say, okay, we grow a marketplace, not merge, but we grow a marketplace. Uh, we launch it and we serve as an uh, innovator in Web3. So we launch our own stuff, um, which profits A, our holders, A, uh, B, our ecosystem, or C, the general community of Web3. I think we're, we're very unique how we do stuff. And we're very, very innovative when it comes to different solutions and how we do stuff. But yeah. I think okay. I see us as the glue sticking together a few bricks in Web3. I don't want to say we're the record-breaking next innovative, super dope, super crazy <laughs> um, 4K. I really that's that's, <laughs> that's, you know. that's totally January 22. We're in January 23 now. We gotta we gotta yeah <laughs> set the set yeah. the realistic expectations. Yeah, but uh, I think you know we're we're putting out dope stuff for mm-hmm. our projects. Uh, we're onboarding a lot of talents, a lot of people from Web two, a lot of brands from Web two, um, who didn't do anything in crypto and teaching them. 
okay, do this, do that. And this is how it goes. Since we are really familiar with crypto, Web3, how things go. Since due to recent events, we've lived through ups and mainly downs. Mm -hmm. And that's also something which I don't see as bad as it is. Since a lot of people see it, you know, as the the worst thing happening to us but for me it's it's just okay we live through it we we know what we did wrong we we learned from it and and we learned a lot from it and this we can adapt on all things happening in the future roadmap wise uh execution wise uh transparent wise you know all those sort of things so i'm very proud we we went through this and very proud of our community and I'm, of course, very involved and very inspired by what's by what happened and how to do it correct next time and, and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's tough, I think. I, I think as a as a founder, it's tough to kind of balance, you know, what your dreams and expectations are, how you communicate yeah. and translate that ambition. I think it's a problem if we start noticing there's not ambition and not drive and not dreams. Yeah. And I think just just from my perspective and i think a couple other people that i spoke with yeah it's it's been rough that's you know we i think we've all we can all admit that and i think something that's very honorable at least again from my perspective is seeing how you've handled the adversity and how you've kind of taken some of the blame and admitted to what you know went wrong and shared how you would like to move forward now i i will say even even now even still there's a good amount of us who feel like this entire ecosystem and project and all of the projects are extremely ambitious and for some that turns people away and for others that gives some hope and then there's some of us in between who are like yeah man that's really ambitious i don't know oh well we'll see you know so from for seeing how big and complicated this can be, you know, from an outsider looking in, we have we have you, Thomas. There's a couple of other people that I understand to be on the team. I don't think it's clear to see. It. I don't think it's clear for a lot of others to know who exactly is on the team. So it can be, you know, a little bit of confusing. I think some of us would like to know what's the plan on building more connectivity among the ecosystem, as well as. How has the team, so it's kind of a two-part question, how has the team from January 22 changed and adjusted, or how many of the people on the team are still around, and who's new, and when is that going to be updated on the website? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, so the, 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 the website update, this is a very important topic, but uh, to start off, so I think um, me as a founder, and me as a visionary, I would say, I'm I'm often dreaming a lot i'm often brainstorming a lot and i'm often thinking about a lot of stuff so you maybe know this you may notice this but when there is an idea in my head i need to execute it or at least i need to put it on a time frame where we can execute it and then one night i wake up i got a new thing so i need to go to my drawing board need to execute or find a time frame where we need to execute it and I think from a founder perspective, it's very it's very important to have a founder or a team at least who's dreaming and who's having a lot of vision since you need the helping hands, the, the matching tools to convert this vision 
into a solvent product, which is A, reliable, B, transparent, and C, as you mentioned, to B, which serves all expectations from the team and from the community. And this is where we had a problem last year. And we're still, I wouldn't say we have a problem, but I learned how it is um, since I was having ideas back and forth back and forth and I had so many ideas but you know you 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 sometimes you you are at a standpoint where the team overflows with work and doesn't know how what to do and then a new idea come in there so we learned from that and what we're doing right now is we're having a three-way protocol so we got a the things the top of the line the things which are top prioritized solutions and and things which are really going to be worked on okay are really worked on uh where there's fixed people fix uh tasks and fix deadlines so there's no free fall in case of deadline or how we do things and what we do and then we got the next tier which is the more explorative section where we mm-hmm. basically have tasks and people who are working remote on it remote and freely a one man uh, or one task thing so where we include people who haven't worked on fabric and chess work on this certain task okay and this task a lot of things don't make it a lot of things make it we got a lot of scrap uh things in, in our ecosystem but that's how we ensure we really need it and really is fitting and maybe in the in, in the future we can kind of i don't know showcase what we grabbed but that's the second segment and the third segment is the pure thoughts which is just one line of ideas what we can do how we can do things what other people did how we could change that a little make it better i think we we struggled a lot of problems towards execution where we said okay we need to deliver on this time we need to deliver on this time with this and this and then new ideas came in new things came in um, yeah from from the team um we're currently working on a whole rework of the fabric ecosystem website so another problem we faced was we had too many websites too many domains too many yes yes i agree (laughs) yeah too many way too many websites to browse or to know which domain is which and what we are working on is a fabric site which supports all ecosystems in one site so you can browse through every project Every project looks the same, so it's it's the same sign guide for Fabric, which is attached on the ecosystem project. So, for example, Murray Fabric, uh, House, blah 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 blah, Neva, right? And you know, you still know. Okay, this is a Fabric project due to the design, mm-hmm. and I think this is a very important step. And towards team, we'll update the team side too. We've laid down a few people. We've hired a few more people, for example, Christian, who's not even on the new team side. So we got to update that for sure. Okay. It sounds like you have a lot of pieces moving all at once. 
all the time with all kinds of deadlines, which is pretty par for the course for any startup, for any organization. How and who really manages all of that? Like, who do you have a specific project manager? Do you try to handle that yourself? And if the latter, if you handle it yourself, would you consider implementing or hiring somebody to help manage all of those projects and deadlines? Mm -hmm. So I'm doing that. So I'm manager and founder of the projects inside of our ecosystem Uh for the most part. So pretty much ideas come from me. Meetings, I'm doing them whenever there's like a new teammate or a new team member, I onboard them. Or a new artist, I onboard them. Or uh, any dev work that's handled by me. So I'm doing pretty much a lot of stuff. But I also got my helping hands. So for the future, maybe it's a good time to have a definite product manager at Mori, for example, uh, uh-huh. after the rebirth. But yeah, for now, it's I'm handling a lot of brainstorming, a lot of brain actions. And then members of the team help myself to execute them. Okay. Yeah. Do you feel like handling a lot of that kind of stuff, which in my mind is, I mean, you can definitely be creative in project managing, but I think for a lot of people, it's not really something that you would flex your creative muscle on. Do you feel like doing a lot of that busy work hinders your creative process? And do you think maybe it it, it should be considered to have somebody in place to help with that sooner than later? Yeah, for sure. So it's it's often like a lot of text work or a lot of non-creative work is of course a boundary between my creative sense and what I'm doing. So it's it's often like I'm I'm more inspired to do any creative work than doing of course any sort of boring legal stuff and mm-hmm. I don't know like this sort of stuff. So for sure it can come in handy to find someone who's handling it but since you everything happened and what happened to fabric i wanted to have the not i would say the control the control yeah to rebuild or restructure everything which went south and went good and yeah that makes sense have, have uh everything lined up for anyone to help and know what's up so so not any open questions or what's that that about what's that about and Mm -hmm. and yeah everything laid out okay so my my goal here in this question is to help kind of dispel um it's not a lot there's a couple of people who will chime in every now and then and it's perspective right it's it's for some people they perspective is reality but i think they just don't have the bigger picture so i think this helps clarify you want to hold things close to your chest. It is an assumption that the reason why you don't have people doing this is out of ego and out of arrogance. But I can totally understand that, you know, you had this project that you weren't expecting to blow up. It blew up and then essentially it kind of then blew up again, but in not a great way. And you kind of wanted to hold it close to your chest until you can finally find and trust that one person or that one team to help project manage I think that's fair enough to say, right? Yeah, I would I would agree too. I think okay. the 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 important thing which people need to understand is I started everything with zero zero in case of funding, zero case in right. in, in case of team 
um, you know, then we had Matt Young World helping. But when we started, we started with zero. And this is also a very important factor, which people sort of need to see between the lies, uh, lines of the tragic stuff that happened. Is right. That we always kept on going, always worked on, always. We, we, we didn't stop working on it, on anything. So, so yeah, I'm very proud of that. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. Um, I wasn't going to bring it up. I've had a conversation similar to this uh, in a phone call with Matt from Young World. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of misunderstanding, I think, in the community. I, I've understood it, um, but I think it's kind of just been misunderstood. And I think it, we're kind of past the point now, but in case there's an opportunity, would you be up for like a three-way call or another podcast that would include... Matt, so to kind of give the early process of when house started, would you be up for that if I if he was? Mm-hmm. For okay, sure. awesome. Yeah. the The complexity of all of these things that house has turned into, uh, with it now being under the now. Correct me if I'm saying any of this wrong. With uh, house and and Muri and Cappies and all of the other projects under the fabric umbrella, right? Is that a proper way to say that? Yeah. It's complicated, it's big, and as I stated, you know, general outsider looking in can be confusing, but it's it definitely sounds like you've given it some thought. You've listened to all like everyone, even now, like people don't understand uh, what steps have been taken from where you were in January last year to now, taking all of the websites and, and slowly, I know it's not as fast as a lot of people would like, but slowly starting to consolidate and I think one of the best things we've done is consolidate the discords into the one. Do you think it's fair to say Fabric in general has gone through some growing pains? It feels like we have all kind of watched the project go from concept and now we're kind of just getting into an execution phase. Even though you've already launched projects, we've kind of seen some concepts come about and profited off of it, obviously, but it's also helped grow and helped some of the team members learn how to go from conceptual to, to launch. And now we're kind of just, I mean, I, I, this is kind of cliche, but saying kind of just getting started as of right now. Yeah. So I think it's, it's, it's good to say that we delivered a few points already showed what we can do or what we imagined to do. I think that's a good fair point, but also uh, that we're right now in the real phase for us. I think that's uh-huh. a good way to say it. Due to everything happening, us adapting pretty much all the feedback, the the committee working to uh-huh. to get all the feedback. We adapting that feedback and us uh, being in this sort of form where we say, okay, we know where the way goes. We know how we're going to get there due to what we learned and uh, we got the resources to execute everything which we teased and how we teased it. So I think it's it's a good sort of way to say that we're on the right way and on this year will really be the impact. In my opinion, we really show who we truly are and people will really be thinking different about mm-hmm. us for sure. Yeah. I think a lot of us longtime holders and and investors will continue to see growth and success. And success is is defined differently for it for everyone. You got some people who define success in a uh, you know in a thirty second flip, um, and then people 
other people would, would, would define success with something a little bit more tangible than something that lasts only 30 seconds. So I think for some of us longtime holders, we'll see, uh, we'll see some benefit down the road. But let's face it, you know, a lot of people in Web3 don't think long-term, right? Um, a lot of people have lost faith in the community. Uh, in this specific community, the reputation took a big hit. Um, and it's really hard, and I feel for that. I, it's really hard to kind of come out of that. And I, I, I have to commend you for sticking through and pushing through and keeping uh, yourself composed. For the most part, there was a little shaky, shaky time before the committee was formed, where people were just getting the ban hammer left and right. But that's that's since subsided, which is great. But I think from this point on, the trust needs to be fixed before. You know, you you shared you wanted to be a hundred million dollar company. I dream of that coming true for you, um, and it, it'd be really cool to be a part of that as well. Having a rough start and where we're at right now, it's only going to get better. So I, I want to offer that as a little bit of encouragement for you as a founder and as a creator. And you know, before we get into the next bit of things, I just felt like I needed to say that. So I hope you I hope you uh, can take that and appreciate it, and 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 just know that it comes from a place of uh, good intentions and stuff. So. Yeah, I appreciate that a lot. So I asked about the team. You said you hired a couple of people. Some people left. I don't know if it was clear on who is currently. Did you say who is currently now on the team? And when I say on the team, quote unquote team, I guess adding people who are contracted to do specific things. From my perspective, and I think from others' perspectives, well, recently I found out TP's kind of pitching something to you. uh, Mm -hmm. Red... Red is uh, one of the developers, long-term developers, or is he just helping with the short-term kind of thing? No. Or can no. you share that? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Dangy, what what is Dangy's role? Is he just helping with the merch side of things in the pop-up shop, or what? What was his role, or what is his role? Yeah. So about Dangy, he's he's more of a of a free guy in Fabric, okay. I would say. So he's he's handling sometimes this sometimes that and and he's he's very very open and very cool dude to work with due to yeah. him being this way of where say he we we vibe in the in the same way so he's working he he worked on the mirror merchandise side he mm-hmm. worked on the neva trade side he's working on the neva figure side where I need a hand and where I know he's going to kill it. Um, I'm saying, okay, can you help me on that? Nice. So you said free, you mean, do you mean freelancer? Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Do you want to get into the projects? Yeah. So about the projects, house faces was first, Miri came next. And then we've had uh, some hype on Niwa. Cappies was launched as a fun and free pixelated art on the most memed and talked about, animal in the discord which is i think it's been i think that's such a great and fun way to kind of celebrate the community in general but let's get back to the house phases module Mm -hmm. the os description was just recently changed in the last few months from uh, the idea of burning a module to claiming a piece of art you explained this in i don't remember if it was an impromptu discord call or if it was on spaces or whatever but uh, at some point it had to pivot can you explain why that had to happen Mm -hmm. so i think what we what we first mentioned with house to be is is a very 
simple structure. So we had the, the pass, which you can then burn for different art pieces mm -hmm. we created in collaborations with different artists. And back then we saw this as a very normal way of doing it and not too much sort of lifespan attitude. Since you had the pass, you had the chance to burn it. And then you had the, the piece uh, where we collaborated with an artist. And for us, we thought, okay, we need to strengthen this with a lot of what we do. So we had the more of the idea to have like a pass and two different sort of utilities mm -hmm. inside the ecosystem of house and outside of the ecosystem. So right now, what we're doing is we're rebuilding a lot of things inside house, inside fabric, inside Murray and Neva. Since we saw, okay, goals or we saw the impact from the community, what they imagined it to be and what it became. And for house, it's going to be a very high, high quality take on what's currently being. So so, so I can just say for house, there's going to be a burn event, but not for the module, but for house tokens. And with the burn idea, we moved on the tokens. What we do is we have the tokens and we're going to have them as a burnable choice to different mm. sort of extras uh which you can then claim uh okay. but what we're gonna do is we're gonna rebrand house or not rebrand it since we did that i don't know two times already but <laughs> what we do is uh we're gonna have this high quality collaborations with artists we're gonna have this high quality look we're gonna have the metadata changed more depth into the utility of each module since right now it's not too how i would say you got v1 you got v2 you got v3 and you got for us we got the team saying okay this is this and this and that but as the holder you don't really know what it is and what it does mm -hmm. and for the future uh we're gonna have different def utility for each module gotcha so v1's gonna have not just a staking multiplier or something like this but something which is just for v1s or the same goes for v2s since for us the modules are the foundations of house and we want to really strengthen the foundations of what possibilities there are how it's going to be used so it's going to be a way more thing than just a pass which you can use for mints or to get the token gotcha all right so you just got over talking about house phases the pivot the hopefully the new direction that includes some of the legacy stuff I, i'm excited about it i love i love the new staking system you know it just seems like just way more efficient and it, it doesn't require somebody pushing a button um <laughs> but let's talk about the next project that i think we can all agree this one has kind of been a huge pain point, but also kind of helped bring a lot of things to light that probably needed to be addressed as uh, an organization, as a and as a founder, um, and as a team. But tell us about Muri. I think the first question I want to ask about Muri, it had a lot of hype coming out in the same season as a lot of the other anime meta. 
Mm-hmm. I don't want to ask what's next. I do want to know what we can expect in the future. But the first question I want to ask is, what do you think in your mind, what do you think is going to differentiate Miri as a project and make it stand out compared to all of those other anime meta projects that started around the same time, but also are continuing to, to be launched? Mm-hmm. I think Miri got a very unique take on what the anime sort of scene is in Web3 and how we're going to involve it. So we, we know those other projects, we know those other anime projects mm-hmm. and there's of course top projects like Asuki which I'm a huge fan of and, and mm-hmm. seeing itself is, is an inspiration to me. But other than that, you know I think Miri itself is a very traditional project. We still work with Japanese based artists and Japanese-based talents on the main points of Murray. And what we also do is we we deal with a lot of storyline. So I think what a project should be like Murray is that people really got a definite view with what's the story and how it's performing. And what I'm doing or with the rebirth what we're doing is we're adding like a whole new chapter to what's done before so we don't have just a new story but we have also for example traits representing new clans we got those clans we got the main storyline which is we were we got the snow uh the the, the new the new manga um it's 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 a very different take from what other people are doing since it's a very unique take. And I think what we're doing is with Murray, we're working with a lot of Web2 brands to bring the traditional manga scene and traditional anime scene and eventually um, the, the anime meta to the Web3 scene. So, gotcha. yeah. So what we're doing is to describe it with words in a better way. So we're having traditional artists working on our manga. We mm-hmm. have a traditional intake on our storyline. This storyline isn't just like any storyline, which is like, you know, here's the name and here's the name and here's like the backstory. Uh, since this storyline really going to impact the NFT itself. So we're going to have... As said, we're going to have these traits which will impact the NFT, which we're going to have the storyline, the story itself, bonding with each trait. For example, you will have a jacket which will access you to a certain clan, and then you can go on a website, you can go on an interface, and then you see the badge of the clan and the utility added to it. For example, you can mint a sort of tool with the attached clan, a super cool sort of add-on, like like a weapon, and, and sort of this stuff. And then we're going to have the different sort of mangas and episodes, which will influence the storyline and the the NFTs, the storyline or the utility pass will be influenced on the storyline itself. So you're going to have something happening in the manga, mm-hmm. for example, in the first episode, aka okay, the second episode. So between that and going to have different sort of possibilities in case you're in a certain clan. So this is really going to be something which people didn't see or any 
other project did before, uh, since it's really boosting members to think beyond the Web3 side and have this as a real anime in your head. You know, it's, mm. it's a real it's a real story. It's a real influence. And, and that's pretty, pretty lovely about it. Yeah, yeah. So it doesn't sound like a lot has changed in some of the main hype points when it first came out, but there's definitely some additional pieces that sound really, really exciting. And I know this is a very long-term project. I'm not going to hold you to any timelines. I'm not going to hold you to any time frames. But <laughs> I have to ask, in an ideal situation and scenario, what mm-hmm. would be, what would you like to see the first iteration or the first... Because we had some manga episodes out that uh, were hit or miss with the community, but I'm, I think you said that this is kind of just going to be completely redone. When mm-hmm. do you when do you foresee and hope the first iteration that manga come come out? Uh, definitely in, in Q one uh, okay. of this year. So with this not being the manga, but I also want to push the platform of Murray. Yeah, the the collector profile, the gallery, the sort of storyline between uh-huh. the the clans. For example, this is just something you you didn't know. The storyline is based on on a friend group uh, of four friends: Miku, Uro, Rai, and Ino. Mm. If you take the first letters, that's Murray. But, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But uh, you know. We got a whole new take on on the story and on on the story and on the lore of each family of each clan of each. Impact. Wait, hold on. I hold on. I'm just. It's just registering right now. What you just said. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So Muri's an acronym. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's amazing. I think that's that's a lot of fun. That's that's super fun. Yeah. Well, cool. That's hopefully we we see an exciting Q one for Muri. We have merch with some uh, the shirts and the in the hoodies. I ordered I ordered a hoodie myself. No, I ordered I ordered two hoodies because my daughter wanted one. <laughs> and uh, actually, one of the Muris that we got was for her. Which, I mean, fun fun fact. I gave her an option between two anime projects to to choose. I was really hoping she wouldn't choose the other one because I missed the mint on that one. Um, I hit reject. On the Which minting problem? process on on Azuki, <laughs> I had <laughs> I had it up on my MetaMask, and I was like, ah oh, man, I, nah, and I hit reject. Um, I kind of regret that, but it's whatever. So, but I gave her I gave her the two collections. She spent a day looking at both of them, and she chose uh, the one that she chose was Muri. It was a lot less expensive, and I was very happy that she chose it. But she also just likes the the, the vibe and the feel from it. So I think you know, speaking into one of my children, uh, it's big props. It's it's kind of hard to come by <laughs> uh, in my family. So, but with the shirts and the merch, I understand from what I remember, there's some supplier issues on the shirts, but the hoodies are done. Is that is that accurate? Mm-hmm. Okay. So we had like a back and forth with where we're gonna fabricate it and mm-hmm. how we're gonna print it, since we had possibilities to do it, for example, in in LA, but then we moved to a different state to produce it and to get the blanks since it's more quality, better price. And okay. we had a back and forth on that in the first chapter. And then we had the, the problem of the fulfillment of the rest of the blanks. And okay. that's what we're currently working on to get okay. all the blanks in. And, and yeah, and it's shipping time. Okay. 
Gotcha. All right. I won't spend too much time on that because that's the company I work for. We do thousands of shirts every year and supplier issues can just be such a pain in the butt. So totally, yeah. totally understand that. All right. Moving forward to the third launched project. Actually, before that, sorry. I went from house phases to Muri. We also have the side projects for both of them. Some people are asking what's going on with House Pets and Night City. Mm-hmm. Can you dive into a little bit of information on what's going on with House Pets? I know Ilya launched that site. And then mm-hmm. I'm not sure what happened there, but it seems that he's no longer working on that site. So I think some people are curious what's going on with House Pets. And the perception is they kind of seem abandoned and not integrated at all within the house ecosystem currently. But I don't think that's true. So can you give a little nope. insight there? Yeah, so first of all, House Pets going to have like a major art video metadata update where you see the pet itself, since right now it's just different types of the same pet. And mm-hmm. we're going to have eventually the, the metadata update. And then we're going to have, as I said, with the house ecosystem changing in a more high quality way, the house pet ecosystem changes in a more playful way. So we're going to have different paths and utility paths which you can gain when you hold a house phase and a house pet and house pets will be a sort of we we're gonna have a game we're gonna have an animation studio helping us with funny little animations we're gonna have a storytelling and a lot of funny things to make the house ecosystem more playful fun awesome and then night city what's going on what are we looking at there Okay, so Night City is our metaverse take in Murray. So we're going to have, you you can sort of see the current map. You can sort of see where your plot is based and et cetera. But as we have the rebirth coming on and the new storyline and the new cons and the new influence from the story, we're going to have changes to Night City, of course, too. going to have different art reveals on how buildings look gonna have editors how buildings perform and then we're gonna have but that's on on q4 uh the the actual game on okay you can enter the game engine and select your plot and browse through that but that's a goal we got on q4 and we hope we can execute it at, at q4 but we don't know it yet but that's coming with the updated roadmap of Murray coming with the relaunch of the fabric site. Okay. Um, I'm sure there's more questions there and we can dive deeper into all of these later. Uh, I have one, two more project questions and then uh, I'm, I want to do something a little bit fun mm-hmm. that I, I hope it doesn't throw you off a little bit. I'll put a Starbucks gift card in, inside of your DM after this. <laughs> um really <laughs> so cappies yeah i love it again uh, this is so much fun i know we talked about it in the in the community team chat you know pug and i talked a little bit about how that came to be i think i can speak for everyone when i say the original intent felt like and what was communicated to us as a committee that it was going to be a free fun pixel mint with no roadmap. And then mm-hmm. and then Mint happened, mm-hmm. which started off slow, but then ended up just kind of flying off the shelves at the end in, in the public Mint. Mm-hmm. Then we saw a tweet saying, website and brand update, roadmap, et cetera, et cetera. 
How yeah. far in advance was that planned? And were you holding it from the team or, or, or was that one of the, man, maybe we should do this. And then you just tweeted it out. No, I, from the beginning, wanted to have like a storyline with it and the fun <laughs> I can do myself. I want to do for the project. And this was resources for cafes where I can say, okay, I can do that myself. And that's pretty much going to bang. And I'm going to just tease it as we're not going to do anything. So people don't get high hopes and high expectations, but they still don't have super high expectations. I right. Guess. Right. Um, so it's a, it's a fun little take since you still don't know what's up and you still don't know what's coming. There might it's be something. It's all a surprise. Yeah. Yeah. It's all a surprise, but there might be something with there might be not something, but why shouldn't we take <laughs> time and do something, what we can do, like, a, I don't know, airdrop storytelling mm -hmm. animation. We can't do ourselves. Uh, sadly, that would be amazing if we had, if we had an animator, but we got a, source our animations from an external studio, basically. But mm -hmm. what we can do ourselves and just do it like a little present to the community as we did for MFVD uh, back in house days. And that's what we're doing for Cappies. So people can expect something, but not in detail anything super crazy. So there's going to be, of course, an airdrop. There's going to be a storyline. There's going to be several funny things you can do some features here and there but but yeah <laughs> that's fun I, I i think it's fun and i think uh everybody that has zero expectations you know we try to keep again as some of us in there try to help manage those expectations and we're kind of just like hey and you know initially this was just a free fun mint with no roadmap let's just go along for the ride because this is fun it's something they like to do it's you know yeah. can't it can't it seems like work for for some of us, but for others, this is just a fun free gift that um, is easily done and doesn't take time away from from some of the other stuff. So, exactly, yeah. Last project, and that is the ever talked about, hyped for a year, originally phrased as the PFP for House. How much of what is on the Niwa website is ready to go and? What are we looking at? What what kind of time frame are we are you thinking would be a good time to launch? Mm -hmm. That's that's a really good question. So ready or close to ready? It's Neva wardrobe. So we got the whole system ready with the changeable clothing. You got changeable clothing. You can unbox in crates. You can buy and purchase in a marketplace. You can trade those clothing items, you can mint them, you can sell them, you can customize the Neva the way you want. And this is the pure idea of a perfect PFP, that you can be yourself in a PFP version, um, which we kind of showed on Twitter, uh, where we had Bloodio, aka Bloodio Cyrus, like a fashion legend, mm -hmm. um, dress up as his own Neva. And it's 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 like insane how many trades we got right now since it's like over one k trades alone. So it's it's really a lot of hoodies, it's a lot of shirts, it's a lot of shorts, pants, shoes, hairs, uh, skin colors, uh, etc. A lot of dope things. Um, 
which makes your PFP so living and so exciting. Since there's going to be, of course, different rarities to certain trades, there's going to be those sort of factors like with a trading card game that you open the crate and maybe you get something good or maybe you don't get something good. And mm-hmm. then you're going to have, uh, we scored one grand deal already at Neva where we're going to have the clothing crate in collaboration with them. And then you can unbox that crate and gain sort, uh, different sort of clothing items. And you can just purchase this crate in a limited stock in a limited time, which makes that crate then more limited. Which is nice. Really, really amazing. Is uh, your same purchasing and selling uh, and now? What What is the currency? Are we talking about house tokens? Are we talking about ETH? ETH is it going to yeah. okay? So can list it on on marketplaces like OpenSea. And will what you purchase, um, as far as clothing and traits, or yeah, clothing pieces and whatever, mm-hmm. you're you're talking about traits and you're talking about rarities. It let's say I have my Niwa and I purchase the gold coat or whatever. Mm-hmm. Is that going to immediately bump my Niwa up to a top rank, or is that going to affect it at all? No, that's going to bump your rank up. Okay. It's it's rarity focused, but of course, it's going to change the overall rarity. Of course, you can't change every trade of a Niva. Uh-huh. That's really important to note, since, uh, for example, the DNA is not changeable. Mm-hmm. The rest interesting. of the roadmap is, for example, Niva Minis. We've teased that. That's barely ready to go or close ready to go. Neva mm-hmm. Crates is, uh, as I said, the, the thing for Neva Wardrobe. Neva Game in development, not out. Neva Toys, uh, Toys, sorry. We've teased that already will be out when we launch. Neva Clothing, same goes for that. Neva Rooms and Neva Lands is one thing we're going to focus on Q2, aka Q3 when we launch so if we say we launch this year january uh we want to focus on that um basically mid this year to launch it since that's going to be our metaverse take again so you're Mm going to have a plot and you're going to have a building where you can decorate your room and that's going to be neither rooms and inside the room you're going to have different environment elements like chairs posters pets etc which you can place there yeah when this gets released we'll get some feedback um i think it'd be good to share with the the with your team and then committee as well and then we can kind of like um see what you want to do moving forward uh, mm-hmm. but i have one last fun thing kind of wanted to throw in there uh just to kind of keep it lighthearted. the the goal the rule is I'm going to say a, a phrase or or a question, and you have to answer it with one word, one or two, one or two words. Okay, be okay. fun, fast, and and then and then we'll just close it out. Okay, I'm All ready. Right. First question: favorite food? Kebab. <laughs> For sure. Wait, I have kebab. a follow. I have a follow. I have a follow up question to that. Like, is it like chicken or you said like kebab? Is that like on a, the meat on the stick, right? Yeah, that's the meat on stick. In Germany, there is something called Döner, which is basically bread, meat, and salad. So mm. that's kebab. Um, okay. It, yeah. Favorite All right. This didn't. Sure. This are, I have already failed in this being quick. <laughs> so I'll go faster. <laughs> okay. Next question. I'm going to add even simpler. Okay. To it. Favorite automobile. 
Uh, Porsche. Okay. Favorite NFT project that is not fabric? Asuki. Favorite fabric project that is currently out? House. Favorite fabric project yet to be released? Neva. Favorite blockchain? Ethereum. Okay. That one's easy. That was, I, I probably shouldn't have asked that one. All right. Last question. <clears throat> yep. Excuse me. Uh, who is your favorite committee member and why is it me? No, I'm just kidding. You don't have to answer that. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> totally kidding. Totally kidding. Uh, I, I super appreciate this phone call um, or this Discord call, this, uh, this start of hopefully something that can um, that you'll be able to launch in uh, a podcast form, uh, short or long form, I don't know, uh, whatever you want. Maybe add it to a YouTube channel. I don't know. The possibilities are endless, but you... I think a lot of people can learn a lot of things uh, with your experience in in the past year, and even even more, even more so uh, with your experience uh, in your story and everything. So, uh, I think I think we can all say that we appreciate your candor and uh, and allowing me to have this chance to interview you. I I'm going to look back. I hope to look back. You know, five years from now, look back and say, man, I was lucky enough to be able to have some time talking with Thomas, and uh, look where they're at now. So, I I, I thank you for this appreciate it yeah uh, i appreciate it a lot that you that you do this with me and yeah. i hope there's going to be multiple episodes of this podcast or how are we going to perform it basically but yeah but I'm for very sure i enjoyed it a lot good good all right well is there anything else you want to add or say um before before we close out mm, no i i think we we wrapped it to a good point people know what's up People know my background, your background, or basically, it's, I think it's a funny chat that you listen to. Um, yeah. Or yeah. Yeah, we can, and I most likely will probably need to split it into two parts because we've been talking for two hours now, and yeah, it's same. <laughs> it's been a long time, so. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Okay. I will talk to you later, and you have a great rest of your night. Okay. Yeah, it's right. not night time already. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna eat my cat. Oh. <laughs> evening, <laughs> evening, evening. All evening, right. Yeah. Okay. Dope. Cool. Talk to you later. Talk to you later.